Alright, listen, Reckoner, I'm Chris. And I'm Ryan. And how do we do Reckoner? Well, we draw a theme from a hat, and then we each bring a record that we think matches that theme. We show it off, we listen to it, we react to it, we review it. Mostly we just hang out and talk about music. And how What is our you... theme here oh. on this episode 19? Episode 19 is uh, 30 minutes, under 30 minutes. That was one of the things I wrote at the 30 beginning. minutes or less or it's free. Uh, right, but it, uh, this is uh, I didn't. We did stuff that's uh, under thirty minutes. Yeah, um, you, <laughs> yeah. yours especially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and these are considered full length albums. Like if you ask the band, this is a full length album. Or if you ask, yeah, EPs uh, were not allowed. Yeah, and because we have, I think we have an EP episode coming up at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, right, real quick, uh, how can people get a hold of us? Well, uh, we have an Instagram at mm-hmm. Record Night Pod. Mm-hmm. I believe we have. Well, you you run the other ones. Yeah, I do Facebook, facebook.com slash Record Night. Um, no space, just one word, I guess. Uh, and uh, you can email us at movies at. Not that. You can email us at <laughs> Record Night Pod at gmail.com. Uh, but you can really get a hold of us anywhere. If you guys have ideas for themes, something you want us to do, uh, shoot us an email or. Uh, send us a message and we'll definitely consider it. We're the one with the yellow logo. Yeah, the yellow logo, not the other Record Night podcast. Nice guys. Very but nice. Not, but not us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's your week been, man? So far, so good. I'm almost done with my summer classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Italian horror movies so from did the you, 70s. Did you go from Suspiria or Deep Red yet? Or, uh, What's the other one that the guy did? Uh, he's done so many, but okay. they're coming up. I've been watching ones I haven't seen before. Oh, gotcha. So, oh gosh, uh, your vice is a room is a locked room, and only I have the key. That's the uh, name of the movie. Yeah, one's called "Don't Torture a Duckling." I'm trying to remember which other ones I've watched. I, oh, I watched an American. They're called Giallo films. I watched an American one the other night called "Dress to Kill" by Brian De Palma. Okay. Oh, wow. Brian De Palma. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Was all right. I, uh, I uh, came into work Monday or came into my desk where I'm working and I, I looked at the Monday email and, it, you know, in the Monday email, they show who's off that week. And mm-hmm. It showed me Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm like, what the fuck? Hell yeah. And so, and so I, uh, I went through my email, went back to February when I asked those days off. In February, my wife and I and a couple other people were going to go down to Gen Con in Indianapolis, that tabletop convention. Oh, it's there. not a it's not a con where you drink a bunch of gin. No, it's a g- like generation con or some shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, we were gonna stay at a haunted house on the way in Indiana. This place called Whispers Estate, which is like Ooh. this house in rural Indiana where you can stay the night and they'll like you stay up all night and they give you like I'm sure like EMF detectors or whatever. But uh, you know, COVID happened, so all that shit was thrown out the window, and I totally forgot to unrequest those days off. <laughs> So I was just like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to have a little mini staycation in 2020. So we're recording at 3 o'clock on a Wednesday. Yep. Which is, hey, man. I'm, I'm, what else you got I'm, planned? Uh, Movies, video games, and, uh, I don't know, drinking a little Easy score. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't have that much planned, but that's kind of the point. Um, yeah. Classic staycation. Yeah, classic staycation. It wasn't going to be, but here we go. Here, here I am. <laughs> And uh, when I emailed my boss about it, I'm like, I don't think I had to do three days off. And then he forwarded me that email I sent him in February. I was like, fuck, I did forget about that. <laughs> Can I work anyway? No, no I didn't do that. <laughs> like, I really considered being like, well, 
like it was a it's a nice surprise you know because mm-hmm. i was i was expecting to work the full week and then i saw that so i'm like all right let's just do the two days why the fuck not i got tons of pto yeah hell yeah <sighs> well uh enough about me and our our life um yeah why don't I, we before I, we I, start I, getting into it yeah if we rattle off some runners up okay yeah so um i'm gonna see if you pick this one my runner-up was circle jerks group sex Nope, I did not pick that one. Ooh, okay. All right. What, what did you What did you go with? Uh, as a runner up, uh, Milo goes to college by the Descendants. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's a good one, man. That's a really That's good really, one. <laughs> it's It's so killer. That was my That was gonna be my big one for a while, and then I remembered the other one, and I was like, Oh yeah, duh! It has to be this one. Okay. Well, I mean, I group sex is fifteen minutes and twenty five seconds. Right. And they I mean, consider that a full album. Yeah. Yeah. It's considered a. Uh, their debut studio album. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, the Descendants one is like 22 minutes. Yeah, 22 minutes and 10 seconds. And um, it's 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 such a cool record, man. Like, to me, that's like... Like, when I think of uh, that, that Descendants record, I think it, to me it's like when I first... That's my, like... That's my area of punk. Like, like that's the one I gravitate to towards the most. Yeah, kind of... More, you're more of a pop-punk guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I can get a little a hardcore punk, but, like, to me, that's like... Descendants... Uh, New Ghost College is, is skate punk. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so, did you have any other uh, run-ups? Yeah, there was one. I was going to hit you with some Spanish language music. This okay. band called uh, Las Odio. Okay. And their album, Futuros Esposas. And since you speak, since you're taking Spanish, like that's like a, you know how to pronounce it, right? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... Uh, it's good. It's like a Spanish Riot Girl, but it came oh. out like a couple years ago. Is that um, the? That's not the one you sent me earlier. The, like like earlier this month, right? Is it? I might have. I sent it to a lot of people because okay. like, this this whips ass. <laughs> it yeah, it was pretty killer, dude. Uh, so did I? Don't think there's any way to miss or to interpret this any differently. But did you have any cute ideas? No. Okay. This yeah, I you know I always try to think about it, but it's like I just could not. There's no real way out from under this one. <laughs> it's like you got to stick to it. And it's also kind of another one that's like, with this one, if you're coming here to listen to this for us to talk about albums that are under 30 minutes long, I don't want people getting mad at me for being like, no, that's stupid. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, be like, I, I listened to this because I thought you were talking about something real. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, uh, you know, oh, here's a an album that's an hour and a half long, but all the songs are about pizza because, you know, pizza needs to be delivered in under 30 minutes. Yeah. I'd be like, dude, come on. Come yeah. on, dude. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think in this episode, we're definitely asking the least amount from people <laughs> when it comes to like, I got a lot of people that are like, man, it's like four hours. I'm like, okay, well, I'm sorry, but, but I feel like one of the albums is definitely under 30 minutes and one's just under 30 minutes. Yeah. So, so like, I'm like, we're not asking too much, right? Like, like, <laughs> like you. I mean, you could sit down and jerk off, and then like lay in bed, like, like a lot of people do, or you could get up and you know fill your head with some cool shit. <laughs> Dude, I mean, uh, yeah, it's like less. I think total, it's like less than fifty minutes. Yeah, for both for albums. Get to it, man. Get to it, guys. <laughs> uh, and um, we believe in you. Yeah, I. And um, so what is the record you picked? I picked. Hold on, I get the name wrong every time, so I'd write it down. I've I think I've always been good at true love by the ILYs. The I love yous? 
Or the, yeah. The, <laughs> it could stand for that. It might. That's the that is the common abbreviation. Um, let me double well, check. Let's sure well, see. The internet. It's a ILU. You know. Yeah. So who yeah. knows? Yeah. Who really knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, so this one was kind of a surprise when it came out uh because it got dropped on death grips's youtube page uh with no no like credits or anything they just dropped a full album one day and people were listening to it and they're like well this isn't this isn't death grips i don't nobody really knew quite what to make of it Mm -hmm. but being as big of a a Zach Hill fan as I am, I recognized the vocals immediately. Right. So I knew he was singing. Uh, but it was if like, that's I was what you can call it. I think it is. <laughs> okay. Like you can judge <laughs> with, with the stuff you bring. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's bad at all. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, uh, okay, we'll go, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> Look at Ryan getting a little defensive here. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I love this album. This is one of those ones that I've forced on a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I've sent it around like, come on, you got to listen to this. It's under 30 minutes long. It's no commitment. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think only my friend Scott really got into it. Um, so I recognize the vocals, um, but he's a drummer. And I was like, man, these drums really do not sound like him. So it's like, is he playing guitar? Is he just singing? Like this whole thing's weird. And then like, I don't know, maybe three months later, they kind of announced like what the actual credits were. And it's two thirds of Death Grips, basically. It's the two like music guys from Death Grips and not the uh, the vocalist. Right. Um, and you love Death Grips, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Zach Hill, kind of everything in that that wheelhouse of really interesting experimental music. Which so MC, MC Ride has nothing to do with this one? He does not. Okay. A lot of people thought he did stuff on the final track, but he didn't. Okay. Yeah, it's just... It's really interesting, almost like the least experimental of the Zach Hill stuff, but it still comes off as, I still think it's really interesting. Yeah, I have a I have an interesting take on it. I want to see if you got it once we get into the record, but... Yeah, I think I also have an interesting take, because even looking through, you know, generally we'll look on, like, Genius and stuff, and when, during choruses that are repeating, I'll read what other people's interpretations are. And they're full of shit, man. Like, I, I, Especially like, on this one, because people uh-huh. look way too hard into Death Grips, so they're looking into this one, it's like, this song's about ego death and it's like mm, i don't think it is you're like you're like really just because death grips had one song about ego death does not mean that everything related to death grips is about that dude uh ego death i've heard so much about that when people do mushrooms mm-hmm. and it and they make it sound like it's terrifying and i'm like i don't know about this like like uh i don't know like for example people you know like people I and mean, I, I believe in they feel like doing hallucinogens have changed their lives and they can't um they can't verbalize how it did and so uh, i used to be dismissive of it uh-huh. not so, i'm not so much that guy anymore that's dismissive of people's life changing experiences but um i'm also not the guy that's going to get deep into it you know yeah exactly uh, but uh yeah um people on genius man full of shit all the time constantly the, yeah and, and like so like uh, it's did you ever go did you ever visit songmeanings.com? Uh probably at That's some like point, the yeah. it's like the YouTube comments of of of, uh, of song lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> like people get into fights with each other and shit and I'm like, what the hell's going on? But I like genius, man. Genius is awesome. Yeah, it's good for 
for having like a lyric website that's not going to install a bunch of viruses on my computer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So, uh, more about the iOS. When was this record released? This was 2015. Okay, not too long ago. And they've done two albums since then. One called Scum with Boundaries, and one called Bodyguard. Yeah, this one on vinyl. The one we're talking about. Nope. Their first two albums were never released physically, uh, but I have Bodyguard on vinyl. Okay. Yeah. It sometimes you're like you're like I really like this. Where can I buy a vinyl? Like you can't. Yeah. Too bad. <laughs> like, all right, man. I'm not gonna buy but this the, on CD. All the albums were also released completely free. Oh, it's a pretty punk rock thing to do. Is release your album for free. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and everyone likes to talk about that Radiohead did it first, and that's not true at all. No. <laughs> People <laughs> have been releasing music for free for a long time. Yeah, a long time, long before Radiohead did it, and then Radiohead's like, "You could give us money if you want." <laughs> but um yeah in rainbow yeah no these guys don't even give you the option to pay what you want they just said here it is it's just free here's a download link <laughs> so uh did you uh jump on it right when you saw it or did you take a little bit to find the set out about this uh oh no i jumped on it right as i like i i think i was on youtube like maybe the moments it was being uploaded like listened to it the same day nice nice um, and then listen to it constantly throughout twenty, pretty much the rest of twenty fifteen. Nice. This uh, something from this album consistently shows up on my like top listen to lists of the year. Oh yeah. So you're like, you know what I really like is that Lys record. And they're like, yeah. They're like, what? That was like, you know, two thirds of Death Grips. They're like, okay. What about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you when you uh. Sent me this link for this man. I had no fucking clue what it was at all. Yeah, it's it's kind of they've kind of fallen definitely like under the radar because they, I don't know, they it hasn't caught on as much as Death Grips because I don't think it's as like immediately weird or experimental. So man, I've I I talked a little bit more about this, but I mentioned that. I have tried so hard to get into Death Grips, so hard. Uh huh. I've, I've, I've had, I've, I've had a friend win me all the records. It's on my iPod. I'm pretty sure all of it. And I just, I can't, man. And it's not. It's and that's not like, fine. It's not like it's too abrasive or anything. I just, I feel like I have to allow myself the time, and I have so much shit to do. I mean, so much <laughs> shit to listen to. Like, like I have stacks of vinyl all over this room in here. Stuff, that, stuff I've barely taken out of the package that I still get to listen to. But here they're also one of those bands that I think they work best, like as as the stuff's coming out. Like okay, uh, you gain more of an appreciation for them if you like. Okay, here's their first album, and you have only their first album to listen to for a couple of years and really sit down and digest it and figure out like what they're doing. And then when the next one comes out, they've changed enough so that like it, it's similar to me with like like battles. Mm-hmm. Like they're one of those bands that you get you gain a lot more of an appreciation and almost like acclimate yourself to that environment um, if you if you listen to it in order in, but like give yourself chances to digest each album like significant amount of time with one album instead of just like straight in a row. Have you seen them live? Yeah. What's that like? It's pretty intense. It was really cool. They um, what they did is they turned off all the lights filled the room with fog and then everything had a bunch of um, lasers attached to it. Mm-hmm. So like the drumsticks were covered in lasers. Uh, the 
keyboard player guy had lasers off of all of his fingers. Uh, Singer had a bunch of lasers off the microphone, so it looked really cool. That sounds cool. Everyone, everyone uh, I mean, I've read like legendary shit about Death Grip shows. Like, I heard that there was one show where they didn't even show up; they just showed a video of a of someone reading a letter that someone sent sent directly to Death Grips, and then that kid killing himself. No, it was just oh, okay. it was a screenshot of the email that was basically okay. a suicide okay. note. Okay, and that 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 show there is like perfect. It's like such marking. It's gonna get you noticed for sure. Yeah, the whole if you have time to just like goof around and read through like the saga of Death Grips and their two major label albums, it's very interesting. But that would take up a whole episode to talk about. But, but we're not talking about Death Grips right now. No, we're talking about the ILYs. <laughs> Which uh, share members, but okay. they are not, they're not that similar at all. Do you want to give our listeners a chance to listen to it and then get back to it? Yeah, I think so. Give them, so, give them the old 10 seconds. So the allies, I've always been good at true love, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, all right. We'll see you guys in about 10 seconds. And we're back. And that was right. I've Always Been Good at True Love by the ILYs. So I, I wrote down two things about this record right away. What did you write? Raw. I wrote down Raw. Uh-huh. And I wrote down Punk. Because this record to me is a punk record. Yeah, I but think I, so. I agree. But, and but I also, I think it's mixed with industrial and post-punk. There's so much stuff in there. And that's kind of the approach that both of the dudes on this take uh, with any of their music stuff. And I think the... As far as raw goes, that's just uh, these guys like production style is mm-hmm. everything is loud and everything is right up front. Like no everything shit, has no equal shit. importance. Yeah, this is loud. This is a loud record. And uh, you wouldn't really like what I expected just by the name because I'm, I'm that guy. I expect like like something like disheveled cuss, just something kind of kind of uh, kind of like what I chose, but not <laughs> like right. But no, <laughs> but no, this shit is straight up abrasive for people who aren't. Uh, attuned to loud music yeah but <laughs> um, it's, there's something about it like it's loud and abrasive but it's not really heavy no not at all not at all and that's why i got like like I, man it's hard to me it puts it reminds me of a uh, shit that i'd listened to late high school or mm-hmm. um, just like friends showing me something like like do you like ministry you should check this out okay oh, <laughs> <laughs> actually it was death grips who opened for ministry and that's when i saw them Oh, so did you leave? Or did you no, I ministry? saw Ministry. Look, yeah, I'm paying ticket. full price for a ticket. I'm watching the whole show whether I like Ministry or not. Do you like Ministry? Not really. <laughs> I like the one song they did with the butthole surfers, and that's about it. <laughs> um, so uh, the, I, I'm guessing the ILYs never toured? I don't think so. As far as I know, at least I never never saw anything come up. You because, know, I still uh, wait, eagerly await that tour and vinyl versions of both their first two albums. So I saw Dave Bazan, who is uh, basically Page of the Lion. Mm-hmm. I saw him perform live, and he mentioned a, of a record coming out by a band called Botom that he was in. And he mentioned that that they're never going to tour. They might play a show in New York. They might play a show in Chicago. They might play one in California, but that's it. And I saw him in Des Moines. He's like, sorry, we're never going to come through Des Moines. <laughs> I, don't oh, see some, I don't see a reason why I'd come to Des Moines. So... Uh, I have that low time record. It's pretty good, but we're not talking about low time. No, <laughs> which I don't think these guys will tour unless they get like touring musicians because it's only two dudes playing everything. Oh, so they they record. I mean, they record all themselves. I'm sure, right? I yeah, mean, 
they, as for uh, artists, I see Death Grips and people associated with Death Grips doing their own shit almost exclusively. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I remember, what's Death Grips record where it just has a picture of that dude's dick with Death Grips written on it? Oh, yeah, No Love Deep Web. Yeah, yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> that was a major label de- uh, release. Fuck, man. Like, like, I, <laughs> what kind of fight was it? It's like, we want this to be the cover. It's like, okay, we have to wrap it up. They're like, that's fine. <laughs> just make yeah. sure my dick's on it. <laughs> yeah. I think it was more, you'll have to read into the thing, but basically they agreed to release two two albums in one year. And then the person who was their major label contact got fired, and then the label wouldn't talk to them. So they ended up hacking into the emails of the major label people, seeing that, since they couldn't get a response, seeing that they were, they had a bunch of shit talked about them, uh, decided to leak their own album <laughs> with the dick cover on it. So if it ever got fully released, it, would, it wouldn't be able to be separated from the dick cover, so they had to use the dick cover. Uh, punk as fuck, dude. They yeah. Punk, they're punk as fuck. And then uh, that got them dropped by the label because they then released the emails out of the company being shitty to Death Grips. I, I, but I imagine, dude, that the people were ready to jump on Death Grips gave gave them uh, album deals after this. Like, like when you do something like that, it's legendary. You yeah, know, they just like, started their own. Yeah, why? Why wouldn't you? Why yeah, not? so now they just self-release everything. Um, Government Place was released for free, wasn't it? Yeah, all their albums have been. Oh, man, all right. Uh, do you want to get into this record? I would love to. Let's start with the first song, "The Sickest Fuck of Them All." So, uh, this, it, like you said, it's all up front, like like a lot in the front. This basically tour guitars with slight electro sound. Like it's like I hear some some. Uh, Hard edge synth under there at all times. Yeah, well, because it opens with almost that, like, it sounds like the start of, like, a techno song, like the dun 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 And then, yeah, then the guitars and everything kick off, and it's very, it's very loud. The voice, the vocals sound like they're, like, actually, like, going through, like, a distortion pedal. Dude, it, yeah, it's drenched in reverb. Every single song in this record, <laughs> the, the vocals are drenched in reverb. And I thought after the first song, I'd be able to understand all the lyrics in this record without seeing the lyrics booklet, and that is not the case at nope. all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this but, has a... Uh, go ahead. I was thinking, um, normally we hit it, hit it like this at the end, but I'm going to be hitting on this in every track. Um, my interpretation of this album is that it is a concept album, about just a relationship. I didn't get that, but looking back on it, I can kind of see that. <laughs> I mean, I'll talk about it in every single song and what <laughs> part of the relationship I think it is. Um, which this is something that has slowly evolved out of you know listening to this thing a million times and yeah, all yeah, that just, stuff. Just sort of like it's sort of. Have you ever listened to a record and then you actually sit down and read the lyrics and like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, this was kind of one of those. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> was that today or just eventually? Like, in your oh, this is eventually. It's, okay. it's been like this for like two years. Can, can you do you know what you think about the cover of this? Oh, I'm pretty sure Zach Hill painted it. Okay, I mean, he... uh, let me let me pull it up real quick. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a person who's being interviewed, kind of Hollywood style. Looks like a Hollywood socialite with somebody standing behind them. So I'm sure it's. Maybe the people who are in the in the thing. Maybe it's about dating a, a famous person, right? Okay. Or it's just an uh, interesting cover. Hugo, sorry. No, you're good. Hugo, come here. Hold on one second, dude. Hugo, come here now. Come here. Up on the couch. Come on. Up there. It's like he, it's 
It's like he knows we're recording or something. Maybe. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first track is called The Sickest Fuck of Them All, which is happens to be your name on here. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, one of the things I noticed about this record is that um, he likes to repeat courses a lot, or likes to repeat the same thing over and over, or it, it's kind of hard to decide what's a course and what's not. Right. <laughs> but, uh, I, uh, so the first two lines, you might be the sickest fuck of them all. I wish I spoke Chinese for real. Yeah, which I I interpret sick as fuck as, like, you're cool as hell. Like, you're the coolest person oh, I've ever oh, seen. The, oh, that's, like, fucking sick. Like that? Yeah. See, because yeah, I would say it differently. The, these dudes are very, very Southern California, or very Northern, wherever Sacramento is. They're okay. very Sacramento, California, so yeah. they use a lot of, like, California slang. So, like, oh, that's sick, man. That's Yeah, that's sick as fuck, dude. You're like, so it's like, I think it's someone who's cool as hell and they want to speak Chinese for real just so they have something interesting about them that they like they have. Oh, okay. So like, I thought it was just sort of a non sequitur ish. Like, um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I get that. Uh, and, um, it, yeah, it's definitely about a girl because says when we, or, you know, a, a partner because says when we fuck and things don't look the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, did, did you get an idea what this song's about? I in think the, it's what point of the relationship maybe uh, this is the introduction okay it, it could be like a party thing could be anything but it's all just like you've met just the coolest person right there and I wish it was wish it was cool and if uh like that line you just said like if if we had sex things would be so much different like it would be awesome I'd see things differently and yeah it also mentions like my head makes you feel safe her energy would take its place which is sort of just like this girl in his head like this yeah this this partner in his head, like, he, he can't, like, anything that he wasn't thinking about before, now that empty space is filled with her. Yeah. So, and so, uh, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, this song's, it's abrasive, it's, uh, it's torrid, it's fast, and I, I love the little break, and about two minutes in, there's, like, this swirling sort of feeling about it, and, um, I, I like that break, because, uh, like I said, it's abrasive, and yeah. so... You get a it's bit it's a, like really thick. It's a very thick yeah. production. Yeah, very slick. I mean, very, very high fructose corn syrup when it comes to that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, I like the break at the two minutes in, the little break they give you, and then they go back into it. Which mm-hmm. it, it, one, it keeps, it keeps the song from becoming static. You yeah. Know? Like, like every, uh, as you know, great songs, there are great songs that are three chords the whole way through. But um, when it's this up front and we're being pummeled by this stuff, Having that little reprieve at two minutes in with that swirly part, pretty cool. I, I I like this song, but it's not my favorite on the record. No, no, not mine either. Um, but that brings us into Itchy, Itchy, Itchy. Which uh, I, 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 I read somewhere, and I didn't get it from watching this song, uh, listening to the song, but the, uh, um, uh, this is where Genius gets it wrong. Oh, yeah, no, I read this one on, on there too and was like, come on. This is not about fucking. Right? Like, this no. is not about being super horny. I've never heard saying itchy and horny being like interchanged at all. Yeah. Um, For me, I think it's the the itchy part is kind of like things are really awkward and you're feeling like the awkwardness in the situation and you're just kind of like, ugh, like you get that itchy feeling. Yeah. Because yeah, I think like, the whole song is about just not being understood. Yeah, or, or or maybe sort of like trying to get this person to open up. Like, yeah. Like I like for example it says I want to start crying to you. You like sort of like like I want you to open up like I'm ready to do to you. 
And that's what I got from it. Like, um, mm-hmm. for example, said there's a line that says pretending that I'm crying. It's sort of like like he wants this person to to be get closer. Yeah, do but, something. I want to start but, lying. Yeah, I, I want to take you with me. Um, <laughs> like I told you in the face, babe. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's he's very much just wearing himself on his sleeve, and she's not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is also straight progressive, you know. Uh, yeah, I love the guitar line in this. Like, it starts off with these just like crunchy, noisy guitars. Yeah, it, it's 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 different. That, I mean, like the so Hurricane has a sort of same motif, well, not a motif, but the same sort of production. But it, every song is definitely um, different. Like, for oh, yeah. sure, like nothing's like a red herring. Nothing's like the beginning of Wilco's The Whole Love. It's like 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 to me, every song fits on this record as it should. Um, again, the vocals are just in reverb, and that's where I realized that would be the whole record. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, unless it's like, you know, a side two to this, which I don't, you know, a lot of bands, uh, interestingly enough, earlier today, I was listening to an interview with Ian McKay from Fugazi, and he says that back before, you know, CDs were a thing, bands would write a record, and they'd think about when you turn the disc over. Yeah. Or, or you know, turn the tape over. You know, they would write that with that in mind. But when CDs came out, people started writing music just as a long piece where there was no, like, turnover disc or anything like that. That The way that people wrote albums are different. Um, to, this was released digitally, so even different thing. But to me, the production, the guitars, like, they never really strayed too far from the original, I guess, thesis. Right. Yeah, it's a pretty cohesive album. Oh, yeah. Cohesive uh, to to the max, bro. <laughs> um, and so like uh itchy 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 is not want the fuck i don't think i think it's, i don't think that's not what i get from it at all i get like an awkwardness like you said that's the in you know I, I wasn't really seeing it seeing that until you mentioned it i do like the line that he says a lot in this i still walk home alone at night yeah and um i think that's sort of like if i had to look deep into it which i'm not trying to look too deep into it but no for sure definitely that's what we're here uh, for yeah i i think it means sort of I think what he's trying to say is that that at the end of the day, he's still stuck with his thoughts. Yeah, you know. And, and also, I maybe think of that movie, "A uh, Girl Walks Home Alone." Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. That movie, that horror film. That uh, I liked that one. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't bad, man. Uh, it, it's on Shutter. <laughs> uh, do you know? Do you have Shutter? Do you know what it is? No, I've seen the movie. I okay. know what Shutter is. Um, I, I need to sign up for it. Me but too, I still man. have, I still have a big old long list on my Netflix and my Amazon and my Hulu you know, I still, of stuff I can I still, watch. I still have your Chrono sitting on top of my PS4. Yeah, I, and my you know, Haxon. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely get to that because you know I plan to watch movies all fucking week. Nice, watch them. Oh, I will. Um, but uh, do you want to move on to the next song on this? Record? Yeah, my career. Which okay, I'm this sure... is the this is the only song that I think is about a relationship. If you had to pick one, I think it. I think it is. Okay, all right. But all right. in in a different way. Okay. In the, uh, at least this might be just me misinterpreting lyrics or just not being able to wrap my head around it, but to me it sounds like this is like date small talk of like, what do you talk about when you're on a date? Small talk, <laughs> my career. And he's rambling and just like, because he's saying a lot of like just weird contradictory things, um, probably because he's you know kind of wrapped up in his own just weird thoughts and he's trying to get this person to understand what he's saying but he can't express himself properly so it's like he wants you know 
interview me, interview me through my eyes. So here's here's what I got from this song. This is the first time I really had to look at the lyrics, mm-hmm. like like hard to figure out where they were, because it's a uh, it's a lot of noise. Like I said, not, not like like turn that noise down, but more like like this is a this is again a fast song, a fast song, a heavy song, I guess heavy, like kind of a little bit. Um, it's on the heavier but, side on this album. But what I got this was basically a critique of corporate culture or for working just like me. Mm-hmm. Like, for, like for example, I really like this line. It's really, really, really relevant in today's climate, social climate, where it says, "Then yesterday happened today, and for the rest." Like honestly, I could say if something happened last week uh, at work, I couldn't tell you if it was Monday or Thursday. Like I wouldn't fucking know because every day is just like the last. Yeah, exactly. And to me, this song is about like being like. That's what I got from it is that is that there are people that they have jobs, their career. Makes them do fucked up shit, or they're or they're not using themselves in a way that would be, I guess, healthy. But mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I'd be honest, I don't think the dudes in Death Grips really give a fuck about health. Um, <laughs> uh, but to me, it was like it was. There's a bunch of bands that write songs about working, you know, an environment, office, and honestly, man, I could when I uh, graduated, and after doing manual labor or working food service, I couldn't wait to get an office job. Right, <laughs> like, but but I can definitely understand how why it would make you complacent and depressed. Mm-hmm. But uh, like when you said that, when you said that uh, interview me, that's really the first thing where I was like, it clicks. I think I'm, I really think you're onto that. I think I'm onto something. I hope yeah. so. At least it's my understanding of it. I think there's enough ambiguity and enough kind of like weirdness in there to pick apart that you could probably apply this whole album to something else each individual song to something else but so i want i want your uh take on uh, a couple lines in here it says a phallic drone here a phallic girl there yeah i think that's just part of the rambling okay all i right, think all right. i do think this is the one song that it's like i think a lot of the lyrics if there's something there they go over my head which my brain just immediately goes like this line purposely doesn't make any sense because he's trying to like you're kind of hearing like the him trying to express himself, but he doesn't quite know how to say what he's trying to say. Okay. And that's why he wants, you know, he wants to be understood through his eyes. I like this song. It's not, uh, it might be my favorite, honestly. It's a really good one. Yeah. My uh, favorite me... ones are closer to the end of the album, but. Okay. So, uh, articulate, uh, or I'm going so far into you. This is the worst one starts out the weirdest for me. Cause there's like a gong sound. Yeah. <laughs> and then it gets into the chorus after the intro, and it's just like sludge. It's sludgy. It's, it's really a- slow. This one slows way down. Yeah, I got I got a sludge five from this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not Doom, because because uh, Doom to me sounds a little hollow. But when it comes to sludge, it's like like I'm stuck in this shit. I can't move. Um, <laughs> but I like this song quite a bit. Um, uh, but to me, like to me, it was the first one that. They kept it interesting. It's uh, a great album when it comes to sequencing. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, it's like as soon as you kind of get tired of like some of the faster songs, like all right, here's a slower one. Here's some new sounds. Here's a different mood. And at about two minutes and twenty seconds, there's a stop, and then it goes to a different key, but still sludgy. Yeah, um, so loud and so heavy. Um, I love it. So this one for me, I interpret as like this is the point where they're kind of both getting like lost in the relationship like that's 
that's all they're thinking about because you get the vocals in this one are it's two it's uh two takes of like the same stuff but they're like slightly off so you kind of get this like doubling effect mm-hmm. um you get lines like i don't know what other people do like i and you know i'm going so far into you you're going so far into me i think it's just like you know you're you're in the relationship now like it's like a one one unit thing yeah and you know I, i've had a few relationships where uh the one unit splits off into two and then you break your heart <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah i i definitely understand that like i've definitely had a point where you're like i can't think of my life without this person yeah exactly you know? uh and uh, i like i like this verse line the first line of the verse where it says i do anything for you with the teeth dyed black Mm-hmm. And that to me, that's double entendre. Like they're colored because you dyed them, or your teeth are dead. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. Like like uh, I I do like a few lines in here. Like like um, rude like a straight line. I like that line mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, and ask me anything if you're interesting. Said it like the beautiful parts of her head did. We can see the moon in the daytime. To me, that's I don't know why that's just a beautiful idea or. The imagery in that I really like that. Yeah, I like that. So- I I mean, I'm gonna say I like that song to every song on this album. Oh, oh, you, oh, <laughs> you think you you really f- think this one's super fantastic, then, huh? Mm-hmm. All right, you want to move on to Bubble Letters? Yeah. Okay. This um, one they pick up the speed again. Yeah, loud and unforgiving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's set to two seventeen, which just slows down a bit. I've written that, I wrote down the time signatures on this because I, I I really like that part of it. Um, when uh-huh. uh huh. What did you get out of this one? Oh, as far as, like, interpretation goes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it kind of, it mirrors some stuff that you see in, um, like, itchy, itchy, itchy. But now, like, within the relationship, he's kind of letting his true self show. He's a little weird. Um, and she's kind of an enigma still. So he's trying to, he's kind of, like, trying to figure her out. Um, you know, like, you know doing research coming up with like conspiracy theories about her um, but do you think that he's saying that uh the reason we're so good together is that you're unusual i i think it's kind of how people are interpreting it uh okay. like they seem like an odd match which is why like they work together you know they both got bubble letters but from the outside it's like ha 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 <laughs> like it's just kind of it's something that's it's just weird and it seems odd but yeah i think it does work together but yeah i love the line like why doesn't your horoscope have any words uh one thing that made me laugh is obama made me do it and the air conditioner's on yeah <laughs> <laughs> that one made me laugh uh pretty hard um i'm at a smile i don't say i laughed pretty hard just saw that smile on it um this, this song uh I, I wrote down i tried to write down like every now and then what uh, what i wrote down is i'm a weirdo girl <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah and uh I don't. Know. I mean, it's it's not my favorite song on the record, not by a long shot. But it's a. I think it's if we're looking at it in the context of a relationship, like you said, it totally fits. Yeah, I like this one. Actually, used to be my favorite on here. Mm, okay. It switches around quite a bit. I think at every point, I've liked a different song the most. Okay. All right. Uh, so, uh, do you want to move to the next one, Specialized? Yeah. Uh, which I think has the weirdest intro on the album. Oh yeah, it's weird, glitchy, and kind of robotic. It's a bunch of dudes just going like. To me, this is when I was like, okay, this is an industrial record. When I heard the right. song, <laughs> like, like that's what that's what I was thinking because because for the for the whole time I was trying, what is that hard edge? You know, what is that? 
what is that sharpness I'm feeling? What what am I getting cut with? Yeah. Like, oh, oh, it's you know robotic arm with blades at the end of it. So <laughs> sexualized. Uh, I think this also has the weirdest genius, uh, weirdest genius um interpretation. Oh, what was this one? This was is this a, the ego death one. No, this is about Robert saying the concept of human sexualization, like like oh, Robert, yeah. Robert Heinlein. And I'm like, no, not like like unless they explicitly said it. I, I'm not seeing that in here. Yeah, my I think with this is it's kind of similar to Articulate, where it's you know two people kind of lost in a relationship, but they've only done relationship stuff for a while, mm-hmm. so neither of them really have anything else, and they're kind of just specialized in being like a boyfriend and girlfriend. I do like there there are no there is no throughout this thing. Oh yeah, and then it changes the first yeah. verses. Um, there is no, you know, there is no letters in my name. And then the next verse is she, and then it's Ooh. our. Oh, your favorite shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> I like it too. Uh, I think my, I do like the chorus, or I guess the chorus. I don't know. Where it says, come on, ghost to ghost. I was like, yeah. I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> I could sing it all day. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, do, I do like this song quite a bit, though. Um, and like a, I want to mention that, like like most short records, no song ever stays its welcome. Yeah, um, and I think that's that's really the thesis of this episode. That um, no song, unless you have something different to say about the next one. Um, no, I don't. Yours, I don't, so I would say some of yours were uh, too short. <laughs> oh, all right, well, we'll get to that. Um, we'll get there. <laughs> just your fucking mouth. No. Um, <laughs> uh, but I I like socialize, but it's not as good as the next song. Sustain. Sustain. That's my favorite song on the record. Cool. Uh, this one, do you hear during the, uh, I would say the chorus, does it sound like a Beastie Boys sample? See, okay, so that's that motif that I really like in the chorus in this. Like, it has like a, you know, you hear the heavy guitar and then like a little like, I guess, melodic thing in it. And I don't know. <laughs> it it kind of sounds like the girls sample. That, or, like they're playing the same dude, notes. Fuck, dude. Fuck, dude. That that I, I was like I know this from somewhere and now I hear it. Thank yeah. you fucking so much. Uh, definitely the same notes but on the guitar, you know. Um, yeah, but yeah, I like, I like this one. Uh, I like how the lyrics kind of follow like the months. Like, it goes through basically the a year timeline of the relationship. And this, this is the one that that uh, that uh, some fuck on on uh, on genius said that it was about ego death. Which God. I didn't get at all. But again, I've never done hallucinogens. I can't tell you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, maybe it is, you know? Maybe yeah. our egos have to die and we'll understand it. We may have mentioned I may have mentioned this before, but I hate it when people say that it's it's like something when they've done that thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like it's, you know, I mean, it's like crack. I'm like, you've done crack? And they're like, no. And I'm like, then can you really say it's like crack? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, or I think the one that always gets me is like, what kind of drugs were they on when they wrote this? And it's like, I, come on. Do they have to be on drugs? I yeah. mean, I've, I've, I've written some weird shit totally sober. Exactly. Um, um, but yeah, and then you get to the kind of near the end of this song, and that's kind of, it seems like the relationship's kind of fizzling at that point, but they're trying to keep it together. You got that part. like at the, the two-minute part. <laughs> the two-minute yeah, part just of the, the song. Yeah, just the don't call it off. Don't yeah. call it off. Uh, yeah, I, 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 this, rec- this song is about, I think... Uh, this song is probably it's probably the most uh, opaque to me because mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not able to suss out a meaning. Not that I mean, uh, both you and I don't we're not obsessed with meaning in songs, but this is a music podcast. 
and their lyrics in the song. So you probably need to talk about it. Um, this one, I mean, this album is just one of those ones that I've I've happened to really look into myself. Um, so I've got a lot to say about it. For me, I just think this is, you've got the, it's a year timeline of the relationship, but then also like stuff's kind of running together. Oh, so you've seen this is in the, in the year. Yeah. Okay. That's why it has all the like month. Oh yeah. I, month I do lyric. like it. One of the things I do like is, uh, and that March was April's manic baby's name. Uh-huh. Um, uh, what's another one? September Horde October's applications. I have no clue what that means. Uh, <laughs> I love, um, there's a line in here, like, love it first, duh, which I thought was really <laughs> funny. Oh, my favorite, I think actually my favorite is, it, in August we married our immune systems, uh-huh. which which means they got sick at the same time. I That's think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this, this is, um, this is a cool song, and like I said, it's probably my favorite. Well, perfect, then that will segue nicely into my favorite, the whole thing. I wanted to mention real quick in the song. I thought this had a really weird segue into the into the next line, like the chorus part, because it, it would start before I thought it actually did. Do you know what I which mean? one? Uh, uh, on sustain. Oh but yeah. There's a weird segue that I couldn't I couldn't quite, you know, like like. <laughs> yeah, it was just not bad. It just couldn't quite. You yeah. Know? Um, and then we get into the whole thing, which is my favorite. Oh, that's your whole thing, really. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I got. I like now, it. It just it drives really well. I think it sounds really cool. I, and uh, I think it's about fucking. I'm gonna be honest. Oh, um, you do? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funky. The whole thing is fuck, fucking mm-hmm. funky, funky. Uh, but uh, and the only uh, honest, I mean, I was just wanting to see what I want to see. But there's only a few things that I think talk about fucking, which is um this line where it's arms crossed, legs crossed, eyes crossed. Uh huh. That's what I got with the fucking part. Other than that, I'm not getting into the fuck part. But, but um. So what I got in this one uh-huh. was that they're still kind of in the relationship, but he just kind of hates her. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I get that. Because you've got the you, like he hopes bad things will happen. Like she's nominated, but I hope she lost. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> but then, like you know, he kind of goes into he's like he's still in a relationship, and he's like, I know that I'm bad. Like I know that that's a shitty way to think. And I don't care. And he shouldn't be thinking it. And then, so my thing with the arms crossed, legs crossed, eyes crossed is like the ultimate don't touch me, don't look at me, don't engage with me body language. You know, like someone's standing there with like their arms crossed. They seem very standoffish. Oh, so you think this is sort of them falling apart? Yeah. Okay. And there's a weird line here that I I fixate on. Like a cough from sex with your clothes still on. Yeah, I don't know what that one means. (laughs) Yeah, I I was trying to think... Because I don't think I've ever, ever had sex with my clothes on. And uh, I try to not cough when that yeah. happens. <laughs> so. I, does, is, this one has the, she's so fine, I'm drinking tap water as well, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. It's <laughs> like, I don't know what that means, but I love that line. She's so fine, I'm drinking <laughs> tap water. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not my favorite on the record, but it's definitely an interesting one. I think um, I think why I like this one so much is I feel like this one like grooves the most. It it has this kind of like repetitive and then like the drums kick in and they got this nice little like syncopated thing. I want to mention uh, that this is every mostly every song this record you sort of nod your head to. Uh huh. You know, yeah, it's not it's not impossible to. Um, the I know that I think the past couple of those two there were ones where you're like kind of like yeah I 
this is too not groovy enough yeah. to do that to. <laughs> not saying they were good, bad records. Not, not saying at all, but every song on this record you can sort of like, you can sort of like shake your head to. Yeah. Which, you want to groove. Yeah. And I, I wanted to mention that, that not a whole lot of hooks on this record. Um, the Bubble Letters to me has this hooky. Uh huh. But the next song, all she does is kill she is the most hooky on the record. Oh, yeah. Which I, if you can guess, I also like this song. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah uh i uh i this is a perfect way and now the way it ends dude mm-hmm. like your your thought on this fuck man uh, i i agree with you 100 percent now because uh, this is when he talks about how crazy this bitch that he was yeah. having <laughs> that he was with this um it starts out like um early organ like organ or oh yeah keyboard and then uh, I, wrote, I wrote down "bitches a life vampire" because <laughs> that's what I got from it. Like he says, uh, "All she does is kill shit um, from from the front to the back to the back to the front." Yeah, you, you know, everyone knows that person where you're like with them, you're like, "God, uh, they're cool in like like in three to four hour increments, but I can't spend like all my time with this person." Yeah, and, and I feel like that's that's what being with this girl was like. What sounds awful? Yeah, just kind of ruined everything. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm sure social gatherings, the vibe was killed, all that stuff, and he's just kind of constantly dealing with it. it like, uh, I imagine that he's going to his friends when she's at the bathroom, like, I'm so sorry she's acting this way. She's she's great at home, but man, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, the, you know, she's stealing from him, and it's like, yeah. he doesn't even care. It's He has this, the way he delivers it is just like, take it, but leave me alone, please. Yeah. It says, you don't have to steal from me? I don't even like money. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so there's one part in here that I think, um, well, I think Genius got it right. Um, and it's very subtle. Um, but it's like the, the push me into nowhere, which I mm-hmm. think he has, during these few lines, he's more or less in an attempt to avoid her become homeless. <laughs> so it's like, push me to nowhere which i think is you know like living out on the streets uh day is so trashy because like he's just hanging out amongst trash because he's homeless they walk right past me homeless experience and then she pulls him pulls him out of nowhere but he's like but i'd rather stay there so it's like you know she's rescuing him from being homeless but he's like i you know what i'd rather just yeah yeah i'd rather be homeless right now (laughs) in which i think part of why i think i'm right on that one even though it's a little more kind of esoteric and a lot of stuff has to be drawn from it is zach hill was homeless at one point during during the death grips time before this album oh really okay. yeah interesting and it's like ooh, was that was that why so that was a i'll wise i'm always i've always been good at true love yeah yep. okay so so uh, <laughs> i forget the name of the album all the time like dude. i just mix the letters around so you say the first record, <laughs> yeah, <know> that <laughs> first um, one. So in your in your pantheon of Death Grip slash Iowise, um, where's this lie? Oh, we're combining them. No, oh, yeah, I'm done. I hadn't thought about combine. This is my favorite Iowise, and I uh, like it better than a few Death Grips albums. Okay. Um, but I think I don't know. Now I'm gonna have to think on it. But it's the best Iowise. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, what do you do? You do you want to hear my pick? Uh, nah. All right, so we're done. <laughs> Wrap uh, that it was up. Looking like, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's so, hear it. What's what is your so I really stewed on doing the Circle Jerks record. 
Uh-huh. I talked to I talked over some people, and I settled on um, Joyce Manners. Hold on, oh, never hung over again. Uh, it Joyce Manor. All right, I guess. Man, I I don't I don't want to. I guess they're like a pop punk slash emo slash indie rock band. Uh huh. Um, they're signed to. Uh, to give me an idea. They're signed to Epitaph. Um, records. They used to be signed to Asian Man Records, which is Mike Park's label. Mm-hmm. Uh, but falling. Uh, but the the, the, the record's called Never Hung Over Again, and the cover has a picture of one of the band members with Francis Quinlan of Hopalong, a band I like. They never, but they never may show up on the show ever. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I do like Hop Along, but I, I just to me they're just like an indie rock band. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll uh, end up on here someday, but I kind of doubt it. Um, so uh, they're from Torrance, California. They've been around since 2010. Torrance is about 45 minutes outside of Las Vegas, not Las Vegas, Los Angeles. Uh huh. Um, I don't know if you heard California punk in their in their sound. I've heard I'd, some. So I, I name some bands. Uh, no, like most punk bands. No, no. <laughs> but uh, I I listened to this record on fucking repeat when I first got it back like four years ago. Um, and I saw them live. Uh, and when I saw them live, I immediately noticed something. I was the oldest person there uh-huh. when I saw them live. It was in um, Lawrence, Kansas at the Granada Theater. And the only older people I noticed was this couple that brought their like seven-year-old kid. Right, uh-huh. and it, it it made me feel awkward because uh, the guys up on stage singing about doing drugs and uh, and like a, wearing a four twenty shirt, and this dad asking her kid, "What's your favorite song? We hope to play." She's like, "Heart tattoo." He's like, "Yeah, that's a pretty good one." And uh, <laughs> for, for some reason, me and my wife looked at these people like they were awful people, and uh-huh. they're and honestly they weren't. Like they were just trying to see a band that they liked, and their kid was into the, the music they liked, and. Looking back on it, whatever. Uh, but that just seems like I don't know, man. <laughs> like, but <laughs> but but I listen to this record on repeat a lot, and um, that's fine because this record is eighteen minutes long. Yeah, it's uh, it's a short record, and uh, it's the one that I immediately thought of when I and honestly, almost all the records they've released, the none of them have exceeded thirty minutes at all, not even close. Wow. Yeah. Um. So they they could potentially just wait a little bit like wait one album cycle and release an album that's normal album length with a bunch yeah, they, of songs. i mean they could they what they could do is they, yeah because i i think they do uh do the two out to one album to every two years thing uh-huh uh, but um but honestly like they could do a double out i guess a double album and it'd be like a regular length like, like 40, <laughs> 45 minutes but um in uh i think uh, the, there's one problem with this record and that's that I think every song has too much demo love, which means like like hey, I could use another verse in this, and of course, but um but that's that's saying to me, I like all the songs on this record, uh-huh, um, and uh what do you have any like overview thoughts before we go do it track by track? uh, my initial thought is we should give the listeners ten seconds to there we go to listen to <laughs> oh, it I forgot okay, <laughs> so this is uh Joyce Manners, never hung over again, uh. You can find it on Spotify if you want, and we're going to give you the 10 seconds. And we're back. That was Joyce Manners, Never Hung Over Again. What are your overview thoughts on this record, man? Um, Honestly, the first thing that kind of struck me uh, when listening to it was I was not super into the vocals. But then once 
honestly, it was like once you hit the second track, it was like, oh no, this is perfect. This is oh. totally fine. I love it. Okay, um, okay. so uh, it, it has like a little bit of like the acquired taste vocals. Like it was, it might have even just been in the song Christmas Card. It kind of felt like a little, I don't know. I don't even know what you'd call it, like overly whiny, maybe. Uh, okay, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying no. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I liked it. Uh, I agree with the pop punk emo kind of thing. It definitely gave me those. As far as the lyrics go, um, the like American football LP one vibes. The the thing is, man. Like I thought this was so different. Yours that this is much more accessible than uh, the I think the ILYS one. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Like like I'm pretty sure that. There are people out there that don't like abrasive music. You and I, we talked about how much we love ugly sounds. This record doesn't really have an ugly sound on it. No. Unless you consider the the singer's vocals ugly, which I don't necessarily. I don't think they're ugly. I think they match it really well. It kind of gives it that uh, local punk band vibe. I get so works. I, 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 I feel like we're going to talk about each track, but I feel like As it's we do. Long. Yeah, but I feel like it's gonna be longer than the actual song is when we talk about each track. They're pretty, <laughs> they're pretty short. Yeah, so it's eighteen minutes. Each song doesn't uh, doesn't even get close to three minutes long. Um, a lot of them just like it. The way I've heard people describe Joyce Manor is they get straight to the point and they say what they want to say and not add anything else. Yeah, and then they get out, get in, get and then out, they get out. Yeah, but, which hey, uh, that's admirable. But I don't think I could be in a band that. Like, let's say let's say I was in a band, a punk band, and uh, we write our songs, we go record it, and they're like, the engineer's like, that's it, that's 18 minutes. I would have been like, fuck, we're going to have more songs in here. Yeah. But Joyce Mayer did not do that. They're like, no, this is a record. We're that's done. what we got. <laughs> yeah. It took us two years, and this is what we came up with. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, to be honest, I, I haven't listened to anything before, Never Hungover Again, but I followed Joyce Mayer after this. Okay. Um, so Do I they stay pretty consistent with this kind of sound? Uh no, it each record is sort of different, but they are definitely consistent with how many how long their records are. They're all under thirty minutes, but uh, I think that's what most people will notice about George Smith is that they're an emo slash indie slash punk band, and their their songs are really short. Um, but th- that's part of I want to okay. So I don't want to say that that is what culture like is like short attention span. Uh huh. But kind of. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I feel like each of this is like. Each song on here is like a piece of Starburst candy. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think since this is another album that it's very consistent. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. each each song sounds ha, has like a vibe or a similar sound to the last song. Like even though they are short, you're still kind of in it for the whole 19 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to get into the song by song? I think we should. Okay, uh, I honestly think Christmas Car is my favorite song on the record. They're opening. Oh, card. really? Mm-hmm. So I, I actually, really... I listened to this one twice. I listened to it without looking at the lyrics while I was working. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked it then a second time again to kind of, it was short enough. I might as well. <laughs> yeah, it's two minutes. What are you going to do? That's, or, that's no, the, the whole album. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, yeah the, the, that's one thing I want to say about this record. I listened to it over and over because it doesn't outstay its welcome the first time around. Yeah, it um, gives you, I think there's something to be said with like re-listenability without like repeating stuff uh-huh. or staying too long. Cause it almost makes your brain want to like, you know, like that. I want more, give me more of this. And the best way to get more of it is just to listen to it again. So uh, one of the things I really like about this song 
Is it, you know, it says, um, look at your face. You don't look that smart. And then he has that, he could never make it past that part. Uh-huh. But at the end, he takes that line out, uh, which I I don't know what she tried to tell me that part. Uh-huh. I, I don't know why, man. I get I hear that part that gives me shivers. <laughs> um, but this song starts out, you know, like not, not, I mean, you can nod your head to it, but, but it's, um, it's a, it's a pretty short song. And, uh, I, this song, I think every song, this record exudes youth. Oh, for sure. I feel like I'm in a skating rink or I'm doing shit with my friends. I shouldn't be doing, or, uh, it's late. Uh, my friends convinced me to go out and I shouldn't be here. <laughs> like, uh, like, uh, uh, just youth in trouble is what I got out of this record. Oh, for sure. And I I think it has a very good... I mean, there's one song on here called End of Summer, but it has like an End of Summer vibe, yeah. which is why I think it strikes me so much uh, with um, comparing it to the first like American football album is like that right. one is the... That album is like the first crisp day of fall album. <laughs> Yeah, it just the like cover, the cover shows that it's like the days are getting shorter and that sort of thing. Yeah, and it's very much just like reflecting on what you did over the summer, and then this album is here's what the we summer. did over the summer. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's good looking at. Did you get an idea what's going on in this song? Uh, kinda. I think I need to bring up the lyrics again. Um, so what I got from it is that the girl's playing games with them, and he can't get past that. Like he can't, he can't, he he. He doesn't know why he likes this girl, but he does. And he's yeah. just trying to figure out why. Yeah, and, well, like, a, you know, his brain's kind of giving him, like, a eh, maybe don't kind of thing. But, you know, he wants to. Maybe my, favorite, he's my, favorite thing, uh, my favorite thing about the genius thing in this is it's, there's a comment, and all it says is good song. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well said dope. You might as well just say that. Like, <laughs> like, this was dope. And yeah. it's dope. I like this song. Thumbs up emoji. Yeah, I like the song a lot. And uh, uh, with bands, with it comes to vocal, vocals with the choir taste, I didn't get that with this one. But I can tell you the first band I can remember uh, that had to get a choir taste for the vocals. Um, Fugazi, you know, The Kill Taker. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, it's in my top 10 favorite records of all time. But it didn't hit me like the first time I heard it. Not even the second time, maybe the third time. Yeah, That's those like, records that have like some sort of acquired taste thing with it either with like vocals or like the style of music or something like that like once you acquire that taste i feel like the records hit harder and they Mm -hmm. stick with you longer yeah like something that like just isn't immediately apparent why it's good i don't know a lot a lot of my favorite albums and bands are bands that i didn't initially like that much okay was primus always something you liked or is it just yeah they just i never knew about them okay (laughs) it was like i knew them from tony hawk and then uh, discovered them later in life, and was like, "Oh, it's this you, band." I bet you can't wait for that to come out, can you? The new Tony Hawk thing. Yeah, yeah, oh, pretty yeah. excited. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think Christmas cards just kind of like one of those like he likes a girl, but he's not quite sure why he likes a girl, and he's almost trying to like convince himself like maybe I don't actually like her that much. Like, I'm hopping into was, something that I shouldn't I, I, be. I think I, I thought she was smart, but she doesn't even look that smart. Yeah, yeah so it's like their personalities don't match, but his body isn't concerned about that part at this point. There, there's a song on their next record where he talks about uh, being with this girl, and then she says um, she loves Kanye West, and that killed the mood. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, uh, but she seduced herself right out of the room 
when she says, what do you think about Kanye West? I think he's great. I think he's the best. And he's like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, Kanye's doing some weird shit, man. I don't get it. I'm not a big Kanye guy. I've never, I've never, I never have been either. And I don't get it, like why why people love him so much. <laughs> but uh, moving on, this is not a pop culture show. No. I mean, kind of, kind. It's about the records, though. It is, so we'll and move, movies, move. and video games, and really whatever we want to talk about. But it has a yeah. a thin webbing of talking about music. Yeah, and so we'll get into the thin webbing of the second song on Joyce Mayer Never Hogan, "Falling in Love Again." Yeah, I. I, I changed my mind. This is my favorite song on the record. Um, <laughs> I, I really love the chorus. I think you're funny. I like your friends. I like the way they treat you. Um, I I remember growing up, and I, I grew up with a bunch of uh, knuckleheads, right? Like, right. They were my friends. Same. And all we, all we do is just talk shit on each other to our face. Like, like find hurtful shit to say and then laugh it off. Yeah. And I didn't know that wasn't normal <laughs> until I got friends from, from here. Right, <laughs> like I thought, all you did, all friends do, is just talk shit on each other. And um, the chorus says, "I think you're funny. I like your friends. I like the way they treat you." I think he's saying that, you know, he he's with this girl that he meets, and mm-hmm. he doesn't know her friend or friends group, but he likes that they that they probably respect her and treat her like an equal. Yeah, and it's also when you're dating somebody, you also join into their social circles, so. She, he likes the people he's gonna most likely be hanging out with. I, I yeah, I do like this song how it starts out with just the bass, and then we get this sort of frenetic guitar. It's not, it's not, it's not like he's strumming like heavy. It's just that he's got like it's frenetic. It's faster. It's got a real treble sound to it. Yeah, um, I like um, at the end of this song um, where he's kind of repeating, uh, then come down to collect it and like. Mm-hmm. It starts to get more reverby and quieter while the music kind of overtakes it. Yeah, it's a it. You hear the um the underlying uh, rhythm section, but you have that lead part where it's just the same strumming chord over and over again. It's a black metal song. Yeah, it ends kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, th- this song. I mean, it talks about drugs mm-hmm. <laughs> at some point, but uh, it's I, it's basically he says I'm falling in love again. Which obviously means that he's been in love before, so he knows what it feels like, I guess. Right. Um, but I it's I feel like it's kind of a sweet song. I liked it. Uh, yeah, it, but it also I think it you know it says look at a yearbook unprepared, which I think it talks about the, the sometimes the melancholy that comes with nostalgia, looking mm-hmm. back at what you used to be, and realizing, you know, sometimes you're having times you don't realize till afterwards that those were shitty times. Yeah. You know. And uh, I've I've had that feeling. Um, not getting too personal here, but I've had that feeling looking back at times when I was either really young or kind of young, and realizing that was I was not in a good place. Yeah, you know? for sure. And so nostalgia can kind of hurt a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's part of it. And here, look at your book unprepared and portray yourself to sleep it off. Um, so that's why I got part of the song. But I do like I do think it's it's kind of a sweet song. Yeah. You know? Yeah, falling in love. I got some money that we could spend. Not that you're like that. <laughs> um, it's like I, I like you, but I don't think you're like a you know like a gold digger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, it's like he wants is... to do he wants to do nice things, but you know, or get her nice things. But it's like that's not what she expects. Yeah, like we can do stuff together. I have the money. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know I don't you don't think... care about that. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like he's like reassuring her. I don't think you're like that. Um, but um. <laughs> 
But uh, Fallen Love Against made my favorite song on the record. Then we get to the end of the summer. Which, at um, this point, was my favorite um, favorite song. Yeah, it's it's definitely, like, it's, uh, I guess, a sore song on the record. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what have I written down? Uh, poetry, bro. So, there was a uh, line, and it comes to, uh, you can be your own dad. And uh, apparently, Genius says that, I'm really honest question to the lead singer Barry about this. Uh-huh. And he says, it's called poetry, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I don't know, but, uh, well, it's pretty cool. This is about, like, Summer Fling, like, like. Oh, yeah. It, it's every, it's every English summer movie you've ever seen. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's supposed, like, the, the speaker, the narrator's kind of trying to, like, salvage it or hold on to it, but it's like, those are always just kind of temporary things. So Maybe not always, just, but the majority of the time, it's something that's just kind of a fleeting moment, and he's like, I kind of want to hold on to this one. What do you think about, I, I like this line in the black light at the end of the summer. Is he talking about black light, or is he talking about, like, like the end of the summer is the blackness that's coming, even though it's light? Um, it could be a bit of both, because it doesn't it follow, like, let's go back inside. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, we we got super into black lights when we were kids, so they I go was, inside and chill under a black light. I was one of those people that wasn't because I remember one time when I played laser tag when I was like ten years old and uh my shirt was just covered in cat hair. Uh-huh. And it wasn't noticeable until you stepped into the black light. <laughs> so I was like, fuck this, I'm never doing this again. Um I burned myself really bad on a black light once. Oh yeah? You you thought it wouldn't be hot, right? Cause it was- yeah, I I mean, that was when I learned that light bulbs get hot. Oh, by the way, I, I, by the way, I said I'm never doing this again. I play laser tag so much after that, but that's the first time I remember voice. Like, uh, but so you touch the black light and you're like, "Fuck." Yeah, like well, like right after it got turned off, it was like a light bulb, and I was like, "Oh, well, we got to turn this back into a normal light." <laughs> and then I like men in black burned my uh, fingerprints <laughs> off. How old were you? Oh, I was. I had to have been like nine or ten. When I was nine or ten, I burnt my my ring finger in my left hand. Uh, because I looked at the chips away package and it says, "Hey, you should try warming these up in the microwave." So I put them on a plate and then uh, for like it said like a minute. So I took it out and I put my hand right under the bottom of the plate, and it was so fucking hot. I remember I remember trying to not break the plate, but I threw it on the counter and shattered. And then I ran to the sink and just ran my hand under the cold water. Right. And uh, I remember like a couple weeks later, my hand instantly got wet because the blister just burst. Oh, gross! And in I was there. like. What the- yeah, but uh, that's not about this song. This song. Yeah, this isn't a this. gore podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, end of the summer. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty good song. It's not bad. <laughs> Let's move on to Victoria. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, just kind of doing things he doesn't want to do, or at least doesn't feel super comfortable doing in order to hang out with a girl. Yeah, yeah, and uh, dude, this this reminds me of shit I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> like, this is a song like. It reminds me of like like having friends pushing me to do shit. That I'm like, man, I'm such a square. I don't want to do this shit. Oh, but right. here, yeah, and you know, I mean, I was kind of the same way. I mean, yeah. there was some stuff uh, I would do. I mean, I snuck out a lot when I was younger, yeah. but uh, you know, managed to avoid doing all the other other crazy stuff. Good, uh, I was I, good. I didn't. Good job, man. I know. Good job. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> underage drink. Yeah, I, I, I've never I, done I did, a drug. I, I did. I, I didn't do it either, man, because uh, because I was straight edge. 
<laughs> oh, I'm just I was a I was a graduate of Dare, so there's no way I was ever doing drugs. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's because I was too much of a pussy to do that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and so my excuse was, uh, I mean, I'm strange, man. I mean, it's that punk rock culture that people malign to identify myself with. And of course, when I was 21, of course, true till like age is like a, you know, a lot of people say true till death or true till college. Uh huh. When I was 21, I got so fucking drunk. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I, you know, uh, I watched, uh, I've been watching today. I watched, if you guys have a documentary called Instrument, and it's hard to call it a documentary because it's not like a talking head documentary. Uh, Jim Kelly. Well, yeah, it's a Fugazi it? documentary. Yeah, not a Talking Heads documentary. Yeah, yeah gotcha. Well, but um, Jim Cohen, he takes he followed the band around for like ten years, just recording, you know, the ticket line, uh, and um, and their live performances, and so it's it's really collaging. Uh huh. I would I recommend it highly, man. I'll have I to check it out. The it's that on, style of documentary really reminds me. Um, I heard of a documentary today about. Uh, gremlins and like building the puppets and stuff. Oh man, that's awesome! Its documentary style is literally just edited, edited together like behind the scenes footage of them like trying out the puppets. But there's no like talking head stuff. It's just like uh, here's iteration one of Gizmo. Uh, here's iteration two of Gizmo. That kind of sounds. That sounds strange. It sounds really weird, and I guess you can only rent it from like one theater right now for a couple weeks from like Portland. <laughs> it's okay. really weird, All right. but All yeah, right. I've heard it's really good. If you're into that like super behind the scenes type stuff, I like Gremlins quite a bit. It's got this really dark part where it talks about the smell of their decaying husband in the in the in the uh, chimney. Yeah, spoiler alert. It's really uh-huh. both Gremlins are really good movies. I think Gremlins oh, yeah. Two might be the most interesting sequel ever made. Nah, as far nah, as like nah, riffing nah, on nah. the original, oh yeah, oh yeah, I like I like I grew up used to come on HBO a lot when I was a kid, uh-huh. so I know that I, I'm more familiar with that one than the first one. But I know I know both. I had to explain to my wife this is a Christmas movie. She didn't believe me. Um, I want to watch those. I want to double feature those. Oh man, we got to. Uh, Victoria, though. Yeah, um, good song. Good song. Short, hour, a minute forty, and uh, it's got it's, this. By the way, this record is full of hooks that don't really resolve themselves. It's short. You're like. I could hear that again. Yeah. I'm, not- I'm just going to start it over once the album's <laughs> yeah. over. Yeah. Uh, and then we move into the next uh, re- uh, song, Schley. Yeah. Um, this is the one that I think actually Genius helped me out a bit because it's spelled S-C-H-L-E-Y and it's about an industrial area in the place they grew up in Torrance, if I'm not mistaken. Woman yeah. But I feel like the overall themes, you know, you've got like paranoia and like you're trying to, this is an... It's not like a drug-induced paranoia or anything like that, which he says, like, it sounds better when you're high on marijuana, because, like, you know, you can be paranoid after you've smoked. People be like, oh, whatever, you know, he's paranoid, but it's a lot less palatable when you're just paranoid all the time. So, uh, this reminds me of hanging out with my friends out in an industrial park. They're doing drugs, and I'm the guy who's not, and I'm like, why the fuck did I even come here? Yeah. Um, but, uh, it, I mean, it's always about getting high, basically, in that... Uh, it's a sort of slower song. It's honestly just bass and guitar until 36 seconds in. And it's, mm. a, it's a short song, so it's like a, a core of the song. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, the one bass and drums. It's a good song, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, this whole, yeah. this whole album's got good songs. Yeah, it's got some bangers. I think Watch I like everyone. 
Oh, well, that's good. I mean, it's kind of hard not to. It's yeah. like they take the best parts of the song. The best. It's like they write a full song. They take out the kind of lame parts and just leave the cool parts in there. And that's, <laughs> and that's how they did it. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's songs about getting high and, and um, a girl. <laughs> I guess. It's about a lot of um, stuff. I think yeah. overall it's about paranoia, though. Yeah. Because you're yeah. in danger. And... You, may, you never know, but you know that it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know this much. It's just sort of a sore song, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, we can move on to the next one. Heart, Heart Tattoo. Tattoo which, which was that little girl's favorite song. She's got good taste. Uh, I think they, it's my favorite, too. I think this has an interesting idea, uh, the lyrics do. Yeah, kind of doing doing something like impulsive that I feel like at the moment doesn't feel like it means a lot, um, but then it's Wait. permanent, and then later on will kind of have like symbolic meaning to it. Yeah, like... um. For he goes, uh, he goes up. Uh, that's how I know it's really real, a heart, a real tattoo. I think that if you ever got, I mean, I don't know if you've had this, but every time I've broken up with someone, which mm-hmm. is not a lot, every time then most time I've been broken up with, but I've also been bro- broken up with at least one person, and uh, and every time it happened, I usually got a haircut or something changed in me. Oh yeah, uh, and a heart tattoo is not like haircut because the hair grows back. But your skin doesn't cover up the tattoo. But <laughs> I, I do think it's sort of like when you're infatuated with someone, you need someone to go, "Hey, fuckhead, she's not that great." Now right. I feel like I feel like um, he's sort of trying to snap himself out of it with a tattoo, and it says it's his only tattoo, which is totally not true. Um, <laughs> but I think it's the character's tattoo in the song. Well, I wasn't thinking character. I was thinking more like he was his heart tattoo is what he's saying. Me, his heart's really real. Oh, it's his only real tattoo. Yeah, yeah, his only real heart, you know. And that, I, it's a song I feel about breaking up. Or yeah, like, and I doing something impulsive that's a change you, or not. I don't want to say irreparably, but, but change you com- permanently is is something you do. You want to move on from this thing that's hurting you really bad, and so you're going to be like, well, this part, this is past. I'm, I'm past this because you see what I did here. I changed something. Yeah, exactly. It's not the same as it was when I was with this person. I'm past this person, and here's a reminder of that. Yeah. So, Heart Tattoo is a good song. It's good fast. Song. It's a punk. It's a punk song, and I liked it quite a bit. Um, but it's not my favorite. Yeah, and now we kind of get to like two songs in a row that I wasn't really sure what to make of. And... The Jerk to me is my least favorite song on the record. It's also the least memorable, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not it's a, a movie song. reference to the movie The Jerk, and that's <laughs> all I got. <laughs> Well, I saw the jerk, but that stuff don't work. Um, but uh, I, man, I, I, I wrote down what what I, what I feel like this song's about, and I did like the chorus of this. It says, "I want to see what's going on over your shoulder, but all goes wrong." To me, it's about like trying to move forward with this relationship, mm-hmm. and maybe thinking that this could go on forever. The and the person you talk to is, I don't know, but let's see what happens. And then the shit did happen. And it did come between them. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, for example, the last line goes uh, over your shoulder, but all goes wrong. And then he repeats, it all goes wrong without saying we can, nothing you ever get between the two of us. Which I think uh, a real smart way to end the song saying, yeah, it did go wrong. It all yeah. goes wrong. Um, it's a fun song, I guess. It's not my favorite. As I said, it's the most forgettable one for me. Yeah, but and it's short. It's short, so you don't stick on it for too long. 
And we move on to uh, In the Army now. Yeah, which another one I didn't oh. I didn't really quite know what to make of it beyond like oh, I kind of get like the inevitability of someone leaving and kind of like you know it's going to happen so you you try to do yeah. something before it happens. Yeah, and I thought of the Pauly Shore movie In the Army now, but moving on from that. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, two movie references in a row. Yeah. So I, I, this song to me is basically a whole sarcastic sort of. It to me it's a whole song sarcastic. Uh, I feel like he's maybe. He's kind of upset with someone uh, mm-hmm. for leaving. It could be a family member, or it could be a brother. Even you know, right. I'm not, it's all shit for families anyway. That's a line here. Um, I didn't get the part when I, I kiss you through your hockey mask, but um, yeah, but, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, but th- this song to me, like for example, about a family member who's no longer in the house because they went to join the military. And I say it like right. that because that's what he sounds like the military, but um. I, and Joyce Manor aren't political. And after the song, it makes it clear that they're not political because you can't really tell how he feels about the army. Right. And I don't know, maybe the army isn't politics. But after in the army now, we get a Catalina fight song. What, do you like Step Brothers, that movie? Yeah. I just can't think of anything but the Catalina wine mixer. Yeah. <laughs> but there wasn't a fight scene there, so. No. What do you think about Catalina fight song? I liked it. Uh, I was kind of getting this like conformity and like free will versus kind of like societal expectations. Like, are you actually doing something that you want to do, or are you doing something because you think it'll make you like fit in better? Yeah, I got this song also being uh, another really a song that brings up the imagery of youth. Yeah, like a car smells like hot Gatorade. Uh, if you really have a shitty car and you don't really give a fuck about it. You might leave the calf off the Gatorade. It might just sound like it's like garbage in your car. But um, but uh, I think uh, it depends on the flavor of Gatorade. Yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, like honestly, like the, blue, blue's a good one, and light blue. Yeah, I like those. This is my favorite color flavor. I think. I think orange smells bad though, and tastes. Oh bad. yeah, orange is one. But what's your favorite Gatorade flavor? Probably light blue. Yeah, yeah, the Arctic something. No, light blue. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> the uh, I do like um. The line never really had a drug face, so you think you're fucking miserable now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, man. That was a good uh, song. I I don't quite know how it's a fight song, besides the fact that they say fight song in the song. Yeah, I think for the fight and then it says, Well who the fuck is laughing now? <laughs> Maybe it's because Catalina is kind of one of these uh kind of rich, hoity toity kind of places, and this is going against that kind of society so you're fighting that yeah sure yeah so but what they say about that um catalina is like a sunken city trail and it beats in san pedro Uh uh-huh but uh i mean i i'm not familiar with san pedro or california that much i've been there a few times i was born there and i don't even know what they're talking about (laughs) uh do, do you know why your parents moved work probably but we went to colorado so it's it wasn't like moving to a worse place yeah, you like Colorado, right? You miss that? You oh, miss yeah. What? Do you miss Colorado at all? Oh, yeah, constantly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then we get in the final song on the record. He, uh, uh, he is Swimming Pool. Yeah. Again, uh, I do like there's really only two lines in this that stand out to me. It's just, I wish you would die in high school so you could be someone that's idle. Right. Uh, and did you have someone in your high school that died? Not, that? I don't think during high school, but a lot afterwards. Okay, so yeah, oh, this guy died, this guy died. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I had a few people die in high school. Um, no one I knew really well, but you know they named like facilities after the person that died. Uh, one uh, girl who was running track had an aneurysm on track and died. Oh jeez. Yeah, it's awful. And uh, uh, there's a coach there, pretty revered coach for the football team named Ben Dial. And I remember I don't know why this was in freshman. I was on the freshman campus in world geography, and uh, one of the faculty members came in and told people about it. I remember one guy fell on the ground, uh, fell his shit desk onto the ground when he heard it, and they took him out of class to sort of have this um, counseling session with these people who were dealing with this immense grief. Yeah. And I, 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 at the time I thought it was weird they told him during class, but now I sort of get it. Because um, imagine hearing about this in the hall. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, moving on to something less sad. Yeah. So, <laughs> I still got a sad vibe from this song. Yeah, um... What did you get from it? I mean, so my, my I get youth, youth, exuberant youth in this. Yeah, this one to me is how someone changed when, like, you went to college. Uh-huh. Um, so you know they were like a they were a better person, or you know the narrator's friend in high school, but then they went to college, which I'm assuming is an Ivy League school, uh, mm-hmm. which is why they said something about Ivy, and then the friend kind of moved on to better friends. And kind of became a shitty friend to this person, which is why, you know, the the narrator in this one is like, you know, I I wish you died in high school. Because yeah. maybe you turned into a shitty person later do on. Do you have any friends that you felt like 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 left you behind? Mm, like got cool friends? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've had maybe a, a little I had bit. A, I was like friends with the guy uh, who was, uh, he just started a band. And whenever we go see him play live... He'd hang out with what we, me and my friends of my group called his hardcore friends. Uh-huh. Um, because, like, he, when you're in a band, you're going to connect with other bands. And we were from a little town outside of Dallas called DeSoto. And, and, uh, or DeSoto Lancaster, like, sort of mixed together friends. And we're like, oh, oh, Craig's hanging out with his cool friends, his hardcore friends. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and uh, I don't, I don't want to talk too much to John Craig. I'm not a friend with him. I'm not friends with him anymore. Not because we don't hang out, but we literally legit don't like each other anymore. Oh, but has, this has nothing to do with it. Um, him having hard friends has nothing to do with it. But um, yeah, man, uh, that was Joyce Manners, never hung over again. I liked it. Yeah, it's a it's a short record, eighteen minutes. Uh, it's one song. It's one of the few records I can think of where you can just start it over again. Oh yeah, you know? like you finish it and you're like, mm, let's do it again, once more yeah. around the block. Yeah, and so it's it's not a hard record to get through. It's pretty accessible. Uh, I'm sure if you listen to it with a friend around the melody, who is this? I like this. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, if they're kind of into that pop punk thing. There were a couple points throughout the album where I was like, this is kind of Blink-182-y. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I can I can hear Tom DeLonge in this somewhere. Yeah. Uh, not, have you heard what he's been talking about lately, that guy? Tom DeLonge? No. He is, he's legit insane, that guy. <laughs> um, but moving on, uh, again, not like a scandalous podcast. Um... But yeah, this is Joyce Manor. Uh, it's this is my favorite record of them of the three I've heard. Um, they have another one after this called Cody, uh-huh. and another one after that named Million Dollars to Kill Me. Uh, both records are fine. Just I still have a special place in my heart for Never Hungover Again. This one connects with you a little bit more. Yeah, I don't know why, man. I was. This is the only one I've listened to, and thus my favorite so far. Ah, oh, good, good, good. Good thought on that. I I think what part of the reason I like this so much is I was just turning uh, thirty or thirty one, uh-huh. and 
I I never really put significance on turning thirty, right? Right. Didn't really didn't really bother me. A lot of people were like, "Oh my god, I'm old now." And I didn't really think that way, but I'm thinking that way now. <laughs> so like, so uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I still like this for quite a bit. I'm glad you enjoyed it too. Yeah. Um, do you want to pull the next topic out? I think theme? so. All right, I got the bag here. Put a few on the loose one. We'll see if it's one of the new ones. But uh, um, okay. So this one is. Oh, fuck, dude. Worst album, my favorite artist. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, that's our next one. Um, this will be a hard one for me, because uh, I think this is the first topic we have where we talk about albums we do not like. True, yeah. Um, but oh, Yeah, because I'm going to have to work up the, <laughs> work up the motivation I, to listen to an album I don't like. Because I'm trying to figure out, like, do I pick a band where the, all the lyrics are spectacular, but this one's not as spectacular as the other two? Or am I going to pick a genuinely shitty record? Mine's both. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I already know which mine is. I'm, I'm, I'm picking, I'm trying to go, like, I have one that I don't know if I can pull myself to listen to it. Or <laughs> or one that that is pretty good, but not near as good as the other stuff. So we'll see what happens. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, um... What else you doing, pal? What else you got going on? Uh, I do the music for this show you are currently listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, my band Smell with a question mark. Right. We have two albums out on Bandcamp at smell.bandcamp.com. They're both free to download. Um, so if you like the stuff, feel free to download it and listen to it. Uh, okay. What about yourself? I do another podcast weekly called Moves That Don't Suck and Some That Do. Uh, you can find that record anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, we, we, did I say record? You can find us. That that movies that don't suck and something to do podcasts anywhere you find podcasts. Like, you know, Podbay or Apple Podcast, wherever, Spotify. Uh, and uh, we do two movies a week. There's a new segment in there. We do dick jokes like we do on this podcast. We do all <laughs> kinds of stuff. But uh, I do it with my buddy Neil, and he has a pretty different view on movies that I do, so. If you want to hear both sides, uh, movies don't suck. Some of the dudes, good choice. I do it weekly. It comes out Sunday, Monday. I, we don't really have a set release date for this one. We just do it whenever, right? Yeah. Okay. No, very nothing. free flow. Very free form. Yeah. All right. Um, but uh, again, we'll give our contact info. If you have an idea for themes, or you just want to talk to us. We're on Instagram at what's our Instagram thing? Uh, Record Night Pod. Okay, and we're on Facebook at uh, Facebook.com/slash/movies. Oh. Facebook.com slash record night, just one word. <laughs> and um, we also have an email, recordnightpod at gmail.com. And uh, I'm Chris. And I'm Ryan. We'll see you and next we'll see time. You.